0: Welcome to the Anchorine Archives. This is the special series called The Chronicles Eye, where we interview various personalities from around Itolia. My name is Mars, Laura Marwa, and I'm and I play Alali. And today we're talking with Veronica, who plays Callidora. Dora. Welcome, Veronica. I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. Thank
1: you, Alali. I'm so happy to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to
0: meet with me. Yeah, it's been kind of hectic getting us together for the last few weeks, but I'm glad we're here. So, I want to talk about Atolia and Muds, and I want to learn specifically how you came to make, how, how you came to Itolia. What made you play this as opposed to other video games, or do you play both? Um, well, I
1: definitely play both, um, okay. but Atolia more than others. I started playing, I want to say, when I was, let's just say, like, 13 years ago. That will okay. be better. Um, and when <laughs> I was in high school and I had a friend whose neighbors played Atolia. And they, I guess, sucked him into playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got into it for a little while and then, you know, brought me over to Atolia and introduced mm-hmm. me to the game. And it was really interesting and it was very new. For me because I never played a MUD or any text based game or anything like that. And um I guess they all got tired of it eventually. And then, you know, all these years later I'm still playing it. Wow. I just never left.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm glad. So is is um Dory your first character? Um, she's not actually.
1: When I started playing, I was a minor. And okay. my parents definitely did not want me play, spending money on video games. And mm-hmm. um, in my senior year of high school, or I think maybe a little bit after, I took a few years away from Atolia, focused on other things. And when I came back, my non-permanent character had gotten deleted. Um, and so I came back and I just decided to make a new character. And I made Caladora and just. You know, kind of wanted to try the game out again and play it and see where things went from there. And
0: Very cool. Now we're here. Now (laughs) we're here. So what was your inspiration for Calidora? What made you want to play her and the guild that she's in or the type of character that she is? Well, I definitely
1: wanted to play Atolia for vampires. Um, I hope that doesn't sound lame. So that's why I picked my guild Because, or, well... That's why I picked joining the Dominion is because that was, you know, the vampire organization at the time. Yeah. Um, So she came over to there and joined one of the houses. And, you know, she's still a part of the guild, the now guild today, despite there
0: not being any houses left. So what house did Calidora start in? I understand houses to be something like Vampire Clan um, from before, you know, to relate it to real. Well, outside IRE kind of perspectives. So, houses were basically clans that vampires related to, and they each had different personalities, basically. Well, um, so, she you-
1: joined House Bahiran because mm-hmm. it was a more scholarly house. It's kind of like a Ravenclaw ish house. And oh. so, you know, I, my first character was in Debane, and I made her. And, you know, as I said, she's no longer around. And then when I came back to Atolia, all of the DeBanes that I had played with had either left the game or weren't playing anymore or had cured, unfortunately. And I didn't want another. I didn't want to replace my DeBane family with other people. So I decided to join a different house.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. And DeBane and Bahirin are both very traditional houses. And so that was kind of like, I think, why I had picked Bahirin over the other houses.
0: So when the houses all merged together and became the guild, now you're the guild leader. Is there, is there a special, I don't know, it's a very special guild to me because it, it looks like it's adopted so many different houses. And that's like trying to reconcile so many different personalities into one. How do you do that? How can you manage?
1: Um, well, it's very difficult. Um... <laughs> Obviously. One of the biggest problems that we had when becoming a guild was that the way that the Dominion existed before is it it wasn't a guild. It was kind of some weird Dominion thing. And so people- Like an overarching society. Right. Um, So people could be in the Dominion and then be in a guild. And so when the Dominion became a guild, a lot of people were screwed because they had to choose between a guild that they had that was already existing that they were already in or this new guild. And so, the first difficult thing was that we lost a good amount a fair chunk of people. Um yeah. like we lost a lot of Teradrim and um, you know, they're still in their other guild or whatever. And so yeah. that was the first thing. And now we have instead of the houses, we have paths. So the Dominion kind of has four main focuses. Like we have um, you know, a combat part of our guild, the people that decide to focus on combat, and then we have you know, one that fos- focuses more on, like, our historical and um scholarly aspects of the guild. Mm-hmm. One focuses on, like, politics and ritualism. And then another focuses on shopkeeping and being the financial backbone. And so even though we don't have houses, we still kind of have, like, little paths that they can go to to kind of put their um interest towards, I guess, or their yeah. energy towards. Um, yeah. but it's it's still hard the main goal that we're trying to do for the dominion now is to bring everybody together mm-hmm. and bring them, you know in as a unified organization instead of four or five or a hundred thousand separate houses we just want mm-hmm. to be you know one body and one one kind of organization i guess sorry and you've I...
0: done that you've done that by trying to by by keeping the personalities of each house, but by unifying the, the last name. So everybody has the same last name.
1: Correct. Yes. Now we all have Aberash's last name um, or the name that the primus takes upon getting their position. So we we set aside our house names. That way they wouldn't divide us anymore and took mm-hmm. on one. So now they can either wear one surname or they can wear nothing. Like-
0: that makes sense. Great. Yeah. Very- so I do want to touch briefly on something I'm very curious about. Since you have adopted all of those, you have also inherited properties, right? Um, and they must have become like dominion land or, you know, or sheltered properties. What made you or had you had the choice, would you have chosen to have the guild hall in one of those estates? Or did you want to just stay in bloodlock? Or would you choose to move if you had the choice? If we were going to move, I don't really know where we would go.
1: Um, obviously, Spine's Reach isn't really an option. We're definitely not moving to a Norian or right. else across the way. Um, <laughs> I don't think we could ever really, I don't think that vampires could really ever leave bloodlock because it is their ancestral city. And then depending on who you're talking to, um hmm you know, the city was supposedly founded by Abarash and it was Abarash's city. So it's very important to them
0: that Mm -hmm. they're there.
1: Um, Also, it shelters them from the sunlight and that's very important. Um, When we were becoming a guild, we had the option to either take over maybe the Bloodborne Guild Hall because it's not used anymore or we had the option to make our own Um, and we just decided to make our own. We wanted to kind of have a fresh slate Mm -hmm. and We didn't want to go from having five houses to living in like an old house estate somewhere. It was just easier to start over. That's pretty. Um, However, we do, you're right, we do have a lot of properties from all of the houses. So we have some that we own in Spines Reach. We have some that we own in Bloodlock. Those are not really used as much. So if we ever do use them, I think it'll be more for like event
0: type things. later on down the road that's pretty cool it's very interesting also to give you the opportunity I to, I swear. it's interesting that it'll give you an opportunity to have land to create yeah. role playing all of those lands yeah definitely um but that makes me wonder um are you going to make it in are you going to make it into a um a, a, the type of guild that gets involved in the city Or do you want to have your own kind of role play, um, but separate from that stuff? Like, you already have the history with it. Like, you have blood slaves in different lands, and you have the breeding grounds, Vilmo, and you have that other city. It starts with a B. Oh, I can't pronounce it, but we can (laughs) try. You know which one I'm talking about, right?
1: Um, We're actually trying to have our blood slaves freed out of there and have our loyals withdrawn from the area. Uh, Why? sometime in the near future just um, I think a lot of people or well several people in our guild kind of have been you know we've been considering getting rid of the blood slaves because you know
0: isn't blood- that part of, like a rich part of the, the vampire lore is you have this this um, hand over mortals and you have this dark side yes i w- um,
1: yeah, we do. Like, you know, vampires have always I mean, traditionally not just in Atolia, vampires are more are a race that kind of sees themselves above other beings because they, you know, are kind of immortal. Balance of mortality and immortality. Yeah. But it's very hard to play that in Atolia. Um, you know, it's not appealing to other people who outside of the guild to see one guild put themselves above others. Um, and so owning slaves is not a way to help that or to help that mindset. And so we're kind of, you know, considering ways of going ahead and freeing the blood slaves that we do own to symbolize, I guess, the fat and the freedom that we now have not being Mm -hmm. governed by Abarash.
0: That makes sense. sense. Yeah, I understand the perspective and there's always going to be people um, Uh, conflicting opinions that don't always follow through with the same same ones that the guild has or the history has so but in my opinion if i'm to share that with you uh, if you'll allow me absolutely uh, please i feel like if you were to leave the blood slaves you would be able to create a um a point of constant conflict for like the guilds the the organizations that right now exist to free slaves. So for example, there's a there's an entire god that rolls around the idea that rolls around the idea of of freeing slaves and nobody should be able to to enslave anybody and nobody should, you know, that's the whole concept behind Demarial. But you also have other guilds like the Templars and um, and other guilds like in the similar light that would come around and want um, to free slaves and help the weak and um, so you would be a perfect protagonist or a perfect evil guild to to always fight.
1: This is true. I mean, it definitely does bring to bring, uh, bring future conflict in the game, like for fun um, and other stuff. But I don't think it's just the living or, like, the spirit side that has issues with this. Um, If it were, then it would be a little bit different. But when it's... I think when there are people in our guild that are so ferociously pushing for this, or, like, people outside of the guild that are so ferociously pushing for it, and a lot of people in the guild follow that, it's kind of one of those things where it's either you know, do I stand on this type of thing and stand against it and just, you know, try to push that concept or do I just let them have what they want and free these slaves? That way we can move on to grow. It's it's one of those things that, yes, it's a part of our lore, but the way vampires are now in Atolia are not the way that they were 10 years ago. Um, How were they 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago they were a lot more traditional um and they kind of stuck to that mindset of, you know, we are vampires and we have taken the blood and so we're better than the living or the people on the spirit side because you know, we're willing to do what it takes to ascend to greater levels. Um, I can
0: see how that mentality wouldn't work now that the players are actually grown up and yes, because now
1: Bloodlock this was a lot easier when Bloodlock was just not saying that disclaimer that's not me saying when i say easier it's not me saying yeah. that i don't want living people in the city um, but it's more difficult now to stick to that mindset now that bloodlock does allow living members mm-hmm. on to the city because you have as a overlord or as you know a citizen the bloodlock it's also important to make everybody in the city feel comfortable and to make them feel equal and that's hard to do when you're also the leader of vampires
0: yeah that's very interesting though this all is just <laughs> the woes of being a leader—that's the way I see it. and uh, You're just breaking into them. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I have every things. confidence that you'll be
1: fine. I think so. um I think it's and like I said, that's still like the blood slaves and stuff. Like that's just, just something that we're still working on. Like we have an org graph for it, but we don't have like all the details for it worked out. So who knows what becomes of it in the future?
0: so now i'm curious if you were to ever play a different character or kalidora for example and you or do you pick any other guild what other guilds would you or do you currently find interesting um well kalidora was a part of the indorani
1: and but you know it got blown up right um, so that was really the last time she was ever in a guild because it didn't go over well mm-hmm. um if I were to ever, jo- I don't even think I could join another guild on for Caladora because I think for her, like, not not for me, but for my character, she's very traditional. Yeah, like, I can't ever really see her not serving the Dominion. And I think if she were not a part of it, she would just be like a rogue vampire or something like that. Or who knows?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. But if you were to create a different character. Would you pick
1: a guild? Mmm, I don't know. I would probably not pick something on the shadow side. I think I would because I've only played on the shadow side, really. You'd I, want new experience. Yeah, I'd want to try something a little different. So I don't think I could really play it on an, any other shadow sided guild. Um I I don't even know what lights or spirit sided guild I would try either, but
0: it would take I would have to think about that one. Definitely. That would be interesting. I want to hear your answer later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll PM you. <laughs> um, So let's go back to the city. Now I kind of got dug into the guild side of Calidora. I want to learn about what you've done in the cities. Like what roles in the city have you had that you've really enjoyed? Um, I really like Calidora has served as I
1: think like for three different ministries, or she's been the minister for three different things, um, mm-hmm. and I think ambassador and cultural minister are definitely her favorites because she likes, you know, helping younger members and like the little um, baby vampires or other people in bloodlock that need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby vampires, <laughs> little
1: baby vampires, um, or a little baby bloodlockians that are new to the city. She tries to, you know, obviously vampires can't have kids or. Pro- right. Any any way shape or form um so she likes to kind of like not necessarily be motherly but be helpful to them
0: well I I think that's kind of mothering everybody I I like the role too I think it fits you thanks (laughs) so oh so um in the city that, that was that was probably your most favorite role, but what about the most difficult one? Um, in the, city- the arduous ones that you wouldn't take so
1: easily. Um, well, ca- being primus also makes you an overlord of bloodlock. Um, uh, so that's definitely pretty difficult because,
0: um, yeah.
1: you know, it's not first of all, it's not something that a lot of people are happy with because not the other guilds don't get an automatic city position, really. Okay. Um, and so that is not something that is people are fond of, um but I do like the Overlord position because it allows my character to help more if she wants, or you know she's available if people are there and they need it, and she is allowed to help this city in a way um, but there are definitely other overlords that do far more work than she does, so she's i think when it comes to the city, she's more of a supporting role than that's cool. Like a
0: big one? So if I wanted to create a character, a create a vampire, um, and just start out I'm gonna start off in the dominion of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your advice as a guild leader to me as a newbie creating a vampire? What are the things that I need to be pay, like, pay attention to? Oh,
1: um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I would probably first make sure that you're out of novicehood and that you've completed all your requirements for that um I think w- normally when caldora run- or when I run into a new member of the guild, I try to make sure that they have everything, like um you know that they have a few more of the basics that they need outside of novicehood like I would probably try to show them how a couple quests. That are close to bloodlock, um, like okay. Maycon's furniture quest. The shoes right there, and you can get a little bit of gold off of it, so okay. that we can, you know, earn money. Um, and then probably help, however I can. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. And that kind of leads me to asking about role playing. That's kind of what I was hinting. Is that mm-hmm. what do you consider? Um, is it, what do you consider is a good role play session? What's fun for you in a role play session, and what's a good role play partner? Oh no, <laughs> That's I'm a tough
1: of, I want to say everything that Eric's does is like not good, but I'm that would just be joking around being mean to him. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I think a good role play partner is responsive, like they put effort into it. Um, because you know I have run into people before who like. You know, you try to role play with them, and they're just not biting, and they're just not interested or at all. Um,
0: when I mean, you say responsive, do you mean how fast they respond back to what you write, or not really?
1: Um, for okay, so for example, like Calidora and the Lolly have had little random interactions. Like yeah, Calidora's just come to her shop and is randomly like sprinkling flower seeds all over the place, and then that leads into. Calidora and Alali talking about flowers and you, know, you right. know just having like a little good bantering back and forth I, I like that kind of role play um, right. not, not me sucking up to you or anything like that um, no, but absolutely. maybe that's <laughs> responsive in a way like you it's not that you're responding it's that you are just kind of going with it um, mm-hmm. taking you, the bait taking the bait yes
0: thanks yeah no I understand um, yeah, our characters have had really random and I've enjoyed every single one of them. <laughs> I think Me too, thank you. So to you, what is a bad role play session or partner? Um, I, don't know. I have to think about that, because I what know I've had I them before. What would annoy you in a role play session?
1: Um one thing that annoys me is if some like just me personally like a pet peeve for something for like a roleplay is if somebody emotes and then before I can emote they emote again and then they emote again and like they do like, <laughs> five or six or seven little emotes and I'm just like please stop so I can like respond to you and then like it's 13 emotes later and I haven't gotten anything in yet and it's not because I'm slow they're just like doing very small emotes. Um yeah. I run into that a couple of times and I'm not a,
0: of it yeah it's difficult I, I think you want to figure out which one to do first and they're they're probably they're probably venting their character at you at that point right so I understand, I understand. sometimes um, I, how do you I, deal with that in character when you're faced with something like that what do you do I have a lot of patience so I'll just wait like
1: five or ten minutes for them to stop emoting and <laughs> I know that's terrible and I hate admitting to being that type of person, but sometimes you need to wait, I guess, to see if they're going to respond or like give them a quick OOC message and be like, are you done?
0: No. Am I okay now, bro? Am I good? I would throw, when I do that, I would throw a, um, like I'm an emote at them that says I'm listening and I'm patiently, patiently listening or something. Um, But that's very interesting. So role play is one of the bigger things that I've I've seen Calidora do or enjoy. What about other things like questing, hunting, combat? What about combat? <laughs> um, Calidora is definitely not good at combat. Um, yeah.
1: I think everybody in Antolia knows that. It's um, good to try,
0: though. I mean,
1: yeah, I'll go to a lesser and I'll get killed, you know, like 10 times. Like, I know I'm going into it and I'm probably going to die. Um, You're not going to lose like, anything right um like I think the other day I was like I'm not prepared for this and I went in and then a lolly killed me like three times
0: I'm sorry (laughs) like oh my god I remember that
1: and I think I even PM'd you and I'm like you're just killing you're just tearing me apart today (laughs) but Um, it's
0: try and learn other things yes it is and
1: um like I definitely want Kalador to be better combat. It's just not something that I'm super familiar with. And so there's other stuff that I've been trying to focus on in-game um, that I feel are more important. And that's not me saying that combat is not something that's important in the game. Just to my character, there's other stuff that she has to be doing right now right. like with her guild that are not really combat-related. Yeah, um, so
0: very... Different priorities at the moment, right? Um, And that makes me wonder: Are you are you going to be able to create um, a combat path in the guild so you can train people combat combat vampires?
1: Or yeah, you have one of those paths. Um, We have it's our sanguine path in the Dominion, um, and Ayuna is actually the secretary for that path. So she, Riot, are very. Um, hands-on with helping our baby vampires and our other non-baby vampires <laughs> um, you know learn combat and they're actually they're really ext- exceptionally helpful with it like I'm very grateful to have them you know That's helping great. because I know that you know while I'm working on other stuff like I they can explain things better
0: in a way that I can't when it comes to that type of thing it's good, it's good to always delegate and have someone help you with right. stuff. you learn that so, um I'm going to jump topics here and I want to ask you um as a player, not Calidora, as a player, what is what has been your most favorite memory in the game? Hm. Maybe <sighs> not on Calidora but other characters.
1: Um I don't know, the other day somebody emoted like okay, because, I mean, you've seen beef fo- walk around Atolia being followed by five hordes of baby chicks. Like, there's just baby chickens everywhere. And okay. this newer player the other day, or maybe like a few weeks ago, or like a week or two ago, we were just in bloodlock with a couple other people, and they were like, just disregard what I'm about to do, because I just want to test something. And then he emoted Calidora, then he emoted getting pecked to death by, like, all of Calidora's baby chicks, and it was actually <laughs> Like, it was totally, <laughs> but I loved it, and I really appreciate it. I think I esteemed them for it, and I'm like, you know what you did. I don't even have to say it, but thank you. Um, that's very, very, very vicious chicks. Yes, so that's definitely one. And then the other one of my favorite moments, I think, is, like, years ago, we went to a lesser, and somebody had made a ghast costume. And so they distributed them at, like, the crack in the mountainside in Bloodlock. And we all dressed up as gas and followed Rilio around to a lesser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> it was very wonderful. That's, I think that's probably my number one favorite mobile. Oh,
0: it looked like you were his minion? Yes.
1: Just followed around by a bunch of little minions.
0: It's very cute. Adorable. <laughs> um, who is your favorite divine in the game? Or god or goddess? Why? Well, definitely
1: chakrasil is my favorite. Um, you know, that oh, yeah.
0: she's her
1: order representative and she's totally just all about her. Um, I think mm-hmm. she's one of the only people that like she's really the only person Calidora gets starstruck over sometimes. Um, but she I think I like a lot of her ideals because I think they apply to a lot of people. Um, you know, she encourages you to go after the things that you want. Like mm-hmm. and if you do want it enough, you know, do whatever you can to make sure that you get it, and then you know she, no matter the cost. No, yeah, no matter the cost, like you know you do what you want if you want it enough, you're gonna go for it um yep. and so that's definitely something I like, and then you know she's got her other aspects, like you know malice and might and despair, and um there's a lot of levels to each of those, and they mean like. She just the tools that she gives us to get the things that we want, and like the aspects are just really, I think, on point for Calidora, and I think they apply to a lot of people, in a lot of different ways, on both sides of the game.
0: Well, yeah, the flip side I think would apply to a lot of things too. In general, I think taking them, taking a lot of the aspects that a lot of the gods have, kind of mesh well together to create right. a good environment. But is there any other god besides Chakrasul that you like? Um, or have you had a chance to be exposed to any of the spirit gods?
1: Um, I think the only god that I have ever really talked, spoken with is Arise. Um, okay. It was just a very random encounter a couple of years ago. But Mathis is kind of growing on me lately, to be honest. Um, okay like he's pretty cool and um but i i'm not really sure i don't interact with a whole lot of the gods um you know calidora mainly focuses on the one that she is working on order stuff for or you know the the divine patron of her guild
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I i really like a lot of the things that chakra school does and i, I think she's the perfect um it's a very perfect role when when it's done right and I think it's being done very well right now. Yes.
1: And she's very scary.
0: She's <laughs> adorable. I've had a I have had a couple of her lately. I've had to like poke at her to get it, but I liked it. Yeah, I think I heard something about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on, who is the a character that is long gone that you that you miss the most? Oh no um hmm.
1: that's a hard one there's a lot um i don't
0: know, one person it could be a list
1: i don't care what anybody says but i really miss maldor um well, i nice. think he was a good player and i think he got he could have like a bad he has a bad reputation but i think that there's a lot of different sides to people um and he's definitely a character that i miss i always get sad when i see him log into atolia because i know he's gonna be around for a little bit and get everybody excited that he's going to stay and then
0: leave. And it always makes me sad.
1: Um,
0: I wish I could reach out to him too, but yeah, I'm going to steal this from you, but he's definitely one of the people that I love. I loved playing with back in the day, right? Um, but I had to quit. Oh. So who else besides Mel? Well, I really missed you when
1: you weren't playing, but now I get to see you Sorry. <laughs> so how dare daring-
0: Coming back to Atolia, I'm sorry I can't play with you on my old character anymore, but I absolutely will play with you when I get the chance, or if we can. Damn
1: you, Atolia, for letting people retire. Uh, <laughs> um, um, I'm trying yeah. to. Uh, there's there's a lot of really cool people that have come into Atolia. I think um that have mm-hmm. played that don't play anymore. Um, you know, Maldor was a great player. Azalor was a great player. Um, Thrasius,
0: you know, oh. our guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I, he was a good player. Very good leader, too. Yes.
1: I miss him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. There's just, um, I could probably sit here and talk all day about all the people that don't play atoli anymore that I miss.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope that they're all having very good time right now, wherever they are. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to come sit with me and just go over all of this stuff and reminisce. I know. I'm
1: um, really glad that we actually got to sit down and do this. And I'm sad too, because I know that you don't really do the interviews anymore. Um, Oh, this
0: is my last one. I promised. I'm your last one. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the last interview, but I'm really happy that it was with you. Well, so then can, do I get to
1: ask you some questions since you're going to be going away for a little while?
0: Uh, uh, if, you, if you like. Yeah. Sure. Can just... I do <laughs> you for a minute? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this.
1: Now I don't know what to ask because I didn't think you would say yes. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't have to. It's no, totally
1: fine. I'm okay. Um, let me see.
0: I really appreciate that you did come out, though, and sat and explained Calidora to me and everyone.
1: I like her. She's a she's a, I don't think a lot of people really know her because she doesn't like to get out of her comfort zone a lot. It's not that she doesn't like to socialize. She's just shy-ish, which isn't really great for the Primus, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's a very, she's normally very, like, bookworm or work-oriented. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So you asked me, and I know I'm stealing one of your questions, but who would be one of your favorite divines, having played on both you know, sides of the game now?
0: So I have two answers to that. There's one divine that I really miss, and that's Niori. She was an amazing god, uh, goddess, sorry. Uh, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in her order um, in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I, I role-played in her congregation a lot when I was playing my first character who is in house Devane (gasps) um, and I offered a lot to her um, and she would do the sweetest thing. Like whenever you offered to her, she would send you a little message and she would say, you know, for your offering, for your generous offerings, I bless you with this for, you know, something. Um, And I would always like message back and say, thank you for blessing. Me And we would have this it would spark a conversation between my character and the god um and sometimes I would go to her and ask for advice and things like that, and she would really give very insightful advice um but I would miss her so much because when she was creating the order item and it was like a faceless mask trinket uh she sent me a few. She sent me a few revisions of it, and she was like, "What do you think of this?" And I gave her feedback, and um, and it was really nice. So I miss, I miss her, just the yeah. way she played the character. She was very sweet. So that's one divine that's kind of gone. But right now, um, I love so much about so many things about some of the gods that I've had a chance to interact with, like um, like Demariel, uh Sliff. I loved playing with Sliff. He's just such a sweetheart. One. Or she or it or whatever. I mean, to me, it's always a he because he <laughs> started the But when he played with Alali and became her mentor, um, he filled like a big void in Alali's background that I needed to have filled. And um, he did it in such an amazing way. Um, yeah. There was that. But I also loved role playing with Dar, the Underking. And he mm-hmm. was the reason why I even got in- got interested in gods um but because i thought okay i'm gonna play a lolly am see where she goes so i started asking questions about the gods and, and um and then this i floating eye, came out of nowhere when i was in shops in duran and i was just like floating in front of a and um, looking at her oddly. And I didn't understand what that was when I first started playing. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, that's weird. Can you poke the eye? So I poked the eye. (laughs) (laughs) It pooped. Um, so I moved a few rooms away and there the eye and it's just like floating in front of me and it's staring at me, like trying to say something. Um, and I didn't, I still did. I didn't get the point of what that meant, so I just left. I ran away. And a few minutes later, I'm in the Grand Italian Library, and I'm trying to learn how to do the quiz, the Harold's quiz. Um, and again, I, um, a ghost hand lands on my shoulder, on Alali's shoulder. And I look around, and then Harold starts asking me, what am I doing here? What are you looking for? Is there anything that you need help with? And so I asked him, "Did you just see a ghost hand here?" Like, "No, you're seeing things." So that entire interaction got me really interested in Dar, and I wanted to know about his, his, you know, his symbols, and if those were that. So I so I started asking, "Does anybody know anything about a floating eye or a ghost hand?" And people were like, "Oh, those are that's that's Dar." <clears throat> So, um, but I couldn't talk to him because uh, one of his guild representatives said that he that he's in the underhalls recovering from a recent war. Um, so that led me into reading about wars, and then suddenly Demeriel came out of nowhere, and I met Uriel, uh, and eventually that just led me into joining that organization and that learning so much more. And Demariel ha played a very protective role in a life, like he protected her from um from people that were just uh that, people that I just didn't understand what they were doing because I was to the way things were done in the game um so she was breaking up with her uh ex-fiance well breaking up with her fiance and that was a pretty ugly fight um, Demariel was like right there in her ear, comforting her, telling her, you know, walk away from this, you know, be protective of that. And later on, gave advice about it. So I would say Sliff, Demariel, Dar, uh, just the ones that I've interacted with. They're my favorite at the moment. Heron, too. Heron is very weird, but he's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do
1: really like it when you get we get to have like when the divine and sets set aside, set aside some time for the players and yeah. you know entertain us with little moments um it's always fun
0: yeah, it is it is you get to see that you're not just on the sidelines but somebody's paying attention to what you're doing right um and I think like a few months ago,
1: Kalidora was just randomly talking to one of like the consanguine guards. Or no, it was a carnifex guard just talking to him and chilling out. And then somebody jumped in him and, you know, they had a little conversation for a few minutes. And it's Great. just whenever something like that happens, I get very startled. And then I'm just like, because, you know, you don't expect them to talk to you half the time. Um, sure. But I I definitely like the little fun interactions that they give us.
0: Yeah, I, I remember a Lolly uh, meeting of- a red tailed robin the other day just came and sat in her hair and it was like pecking at her beads. Uh, it helped her because she was in a sad mood. So it was it was nice to just get to play with a random bird. And eventually mm-hmm. it flew away with one of her hairs. So she oh, was wow. like, ah, It plucked her hair and it ran in it
1: ah. its little bird's nest that it was making.
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: Do you have a favorite mini pet, Anatolia? Um, oh I my know, God. Like a thousand of them, but. <laughs> I'm trying to get like baby animals. Like, um, I have like a baby bat, and obviously five hordes of baby chicks. And
0: there are so many in Anatolia There, are me- I can't really pick one, but the one that comes to mind right now is the jumping spider that Alali got from the um, uh, what is that called? From the Gaza interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very cute little spider, and it jumps around. It's adorable. It's so cute. It's so fluffy. But also, there's the um, that turtle. There's like a whole Disney set of of uh, mini pets, like the 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 gentleman monkey and the oh, yes. the, tea, the tea service turtle. I love that turtle so much.
1: Me too. And the Munchkin cat. Yes. <laughs> I love the mini pets. They're my favorite. I also really like the the little praying mantis that's kind of like based off vixus um and it's like a little orchid mantis and it's oh yeah
0: yeah i remember that one that's cute that is a cute
1: one (laughs) i'm trying to think of more questions but i think i'm all out i'm not as talented as you in this interviewing
0: you're totally fine i think we've covered enough but i do want to say um play aetolia And jump out of your skin a little bit more. Create more conflict. I love that you have such a powerful um guild in a in a very cool situation that you can with and just interact with more people because for goodness sake, if you're gonna have slaves, I'm gonna come at you and those slaves.
1: <laughs>
0: oh God. Okay. We're, I, my we're best.
1: <laughs> if you don't Benedicto will because he... That was, we met, I think, a few weeks ago about that. And I was like, you didn't have to kill all my guards for it. I'm already in the process of it. So just thanks. Uh Did he really? (laughs) He came and he killed guards. And then he was like, oh, well, I did it because I want you to free the blood slaves. And I was like, well, okay, I'm already working on that anyway. So you killed my guards for no reason. Like, it's pointless. So thanks a lot. Oh, oh. I'll do it. I'll do it anyway. But when it gets approved, don't you even dare think
0: that you had anything to do with it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do anything.
1: <laughs> no, that's what I told him. I was just messing with him.
0: No, but you should definitely let him. Let him kill your guards.
1: Oh, that he did. They're dead.
0: No, <laughs> it's a cool event in my in my opinion. But anyways, I wanted to say thank you.
1: No, thank you. Thank having- you for doing having me for your last interview i really appreciate you as always
0: and me too i'm that's just glad cool. you're
1: not leaving atolia so
0: no i'm just paying attention to school that's all which is very important <laughs> yeah. i'll see you later okay b- bye, <laughs> bye.